The way into town was down Route 22, and the world seemed to start at my grandparents' farm. There was stuff beyond that, but once you passed the farm, it all got confusing. It was kind of a primordial jumble of places that could be arranged in any way and still make sense. There wasn't a perceptible way to get anywhere past my grandparents' farm. You just left it up to whomever was taking you. You spent the time and then you arrived there like the world was soap bubbles containing places that drifted closer and further at random. Heading out of town felt like heading north, away from the heart of the world to the unknown, so heading into town felt like heading south, back onto the map. But the opposite is actually true. You drive northward on Route 22 to get into town, past the old farm on the left, which must then be west of the highway, past the hill on the right where my father built the foundation of a house, but only the foundation. So it was only ever a suggestion of a place we might live, filled with dead leaves whenever we visited, and makeshift slides composed of them between the different levels of the sketch of the home. Just before town, again on the left, was a long driveway to Pete the Pirate's house, which shared the drive in a faux cul-de-sac with the house where we lived when we first moved back to the area when I was about four or five. In that house, there was a kitchen, a dining room with a low circular table that couldn't accommodate chairs. It was that low. It was low enough you had to use pillows to sit around it. My room off to the right of that and straight on from it where the television was. I could go to sleep early and my father would wake me up for the monster movies, whether that was Dracula or Frankenstein or Godzilla or Mothra or Gamera or the creature from the Black Lagoon. It was in that house I had the dream where Dracula chased me around that circular table until I split off to escape into my room and hide under my bed. Then he came inside my room, unhinged his jaw, and managed to bite me with his lower fangs while his upper fangs bit through the mattress above me. Heading into town, there was eventually a used car lot. Before that, now there's a big modern gas station. On the left, on the right, when you headed back out to my grandparents' farm, there was a rushing creek. Somebody had told me about teens that had gone swimming in a creek that hit its depths and dangers, and the teens had drowned. And I always had assumed that this was the one, the creek, and this is where it had happened. The highway teed into the Granite Falls, announcing the city, with the water tower looming behind and above it, the quarry there nestled into the landscape. Following the tee to the left would be the extremely modest downtown of a few restaurants, including Bendino's, where my mother worked, and the ice cream and candy shop where I could get rock candy or Blue Moon or Superman ice cream. To the right, you'd pass the little grocery store, which I don't think was Fry Tags. That was also right around there, but displaced exactly in location to me. Um, to the left, there had been nothing but uh, wilderness uh, now there is another gas station with a subway sandwich shop. And then uh, the single screen movie theater uh, also on the right uh, where I saw Crawl and my grandparents got me the poster mounted on foam board. But I thought for years that it was a gift from my grandmother for some reason. I had that poster for most of my life and it may still be in my basement. My brother also had a big birthday party where he invited a lot of kids over and we went to see the Smurfs and the Magic Flute movie. My parents reviewed the experience poorly. Then, turn left and the little Methodist church we sometimes attended was at the foot of the upward sloping cast street on the left. 
It's a used bookstore now, although the shape of the church inside and out is still evident. At the top of the hill on the right, but prior to the road surmounting the hill, was my childhood home, just above the Grulke's place, if you were going upward on the street. Someone told me that there was a bad situation and perhaps a murder at the Grulke's old house recently, but long after they had departed, so it was anonymous strangers to which it happened. It helped me sleep my window onto the street in our house where a stunning number of cars drove up and down the slope street at night. We had a whole lot as kind of an upper backyard and then a backyard behind the house. One year, my father built a whole two-level sledding run um, that winter across both of those yards. The street at the peak of the hill is where I learned to ride my bike, and going across the street away from the house on one side was an overlook to the granite quarry, and on the other, the closed high school where my mother was valedictorian. There was a nicer, newer high school by the time I lived there. I remember going uh, to the gym in it to see my Uncle Chris play basketball once. Following the street at the peak of the hill the other way could take you out toward the country and the house and the larger backyard of my best friend. Continuing on the street off which our house was took you down the other side of the hill, which teed into the park and playground behind my elementary school. Very walkable from my house, but terrifying to do alone when you're in kindergarten or the first grade. It gets fuzzy. Following the street that tees into the school's park to the left, loops back to downtown, but also should lead to a, a street or a turnoff to the large park that sits against Montella Lake. I spent a day being the slowest running kid at T-Ball there once before I had to go to Sunday school instead and not do T-Ball, but then I kind of didn't go to Sunday school that much. My family was there all the time. It was where my brother split his head on the stairs to a slide and got the little scar he has on his hairline. But the last time I went there as an adult where I was taking the trick, I looked for it. And I just couldn't find it. Find it. You've time-traveled back to attend a baseball game where you're standing next to your dad and a friend and then young you, and you remember wondering why they were talking to that old, hairy dude at the time. All right, all right, we are back, everybody. Let's settle it down there. Yep, 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 yep. All right, so the answer to that last one, what did Grandma Swisson sell? The answer was decorative apples. Yes, if anybody remembers that now, uh, if you put apples, we're going to take it. If you put decorations... I'm sorry, that's just not specific enough. Um, all right, so we're going to do a uh, list them for this next one. Uh, there are four, that is four correct answers. Uh, you will get two points for each of the correct answers that you give us. You will receive minus one point for each incorrect answer. So you could earn up to eight points here or... 
lose up to four. So here we go. Everybody ready? We all remember the Loopy Doopies from the late 60s and early 70s. The show ran for five years. When the Loopy Doopies finished, the four Loopy Doopies were a stork, a monkey, a porpoise, and a chocolate chip cookie. What were the four original Loopy Doopies? Be 